Hey guys, if you haven't heard yet, Equip Expo has opened up their registration for 2023 in October. So if you want to save 15%, you can click on the link in the episode description to save 50% off registration. Or if you're already on the website, you can enter in promo code. You can enter LCR in the promo code spot. Again, 50% off. The link is in the episode description or enter promo code LCR. Hope to see you there. Well, thanks, guys, for tuning in to another episode of the LCR Media Podcast. I'm your host, Naylor Taliaferro, LCR Lawn Care Rookie, and I am here at the Kohler event, Lawn Care, Lawn and Land, Lawn, lawn and Landscape <laughs> Society. There you go. Let's so go. he's saying Lawn Care, geez, <laughs> because I have none other than Mike Andy's with Augusta Lawn Care Services. That's why I was getting all tongue-tied there. So how's it going, Mike? Awesome. Fantastic, man. Good to see you here. Yeah, you too. And you, I mean, thank you for being uh, on the podcast. Uh, we'll, we'll try to make it short and sweet here. I know you've been talking kind of all day, right? <laughs> it's been you, fun. It's been a yeah. good time. So they, so Kohler had you here as a, a guest or the keynote speaker, basically, and then <laughs> and then on the panel. So literally like all day, you've been off and on talking. So you've got a lot of knowledge. Um, before we go into that real quick, I wanted to, anyone that's listening to this podcast that hasn't heard of Mike Andy's yet. Just give us a little backstory. Who are you and how'd you get here? Yeah. So I started mowing lawns when I was 11, like a lot of people in this industry. I went to college when I was really young, started college when I was 13, I was going to become a doctor. I uh, ended up when I was 18, deciding to not do that, but rather uh, start my lawn care business and scale it up, I should say. That's when I started Augusta Lawn Care. And then three years ago, uh, we franchised. So now, now we have 125 locations or so, and then eight of those I own uh, in a few different states. So wow. that's kind of the, the short and sweet of it. Yeah. So I, I'm in Virginia, the central mm-hmm. Virginia area, Richmond specifically area. I'm not in the city of Richmond, but just outside. And I just saw an, somebody, a local guy texted me a picture. Oh, Augusta's here. And he showed a picture of a truck. So How far are you away from Harrisonburg? Um, we are like two hours. Okay. Two okay. Hours so it's not that one. Okay. So no, maybe Stone one. Oak. There's a few others. Yeah. There's, uh, yeah. So there's Magnolia green is a huge, um, uh, you know, neighborhood that is where we saw the truck. Uh, so like Richmond Midlothian, um, is that uh, m- near Virginia beach. No, Virginia Beach is a couple okay, hours okay. the other way. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, is there anyone other than you that would be doing Augusta Lawn Care? Uh, no, they'd be one of our franchises. Yeah. I think there's probably five or six in the state. So, I, I the sometimes get them all confused. Or they're sometimes driving through and they are just getting their trucks painted. Oh. Because okay. sometimes we travel wise just to get our yellow trucks painted. I gotcha. That could be. I wonder if maybe they just you know saw them, saw them real quick and and or if they were actually working. That I don't know, but. Yeah. At any rate, you guys are getting around, right? Yeah, so yeah. what what is the ultimate goal for Augusta Lawn Care? Yeah, like it's, you know, to your point there, it's like, uh, I hope that when people, when we come into their market, they do perk up and they start to listen to what the content is and they start to understand what we're trying to do. Like our ultimate goal is to change level of professionalism in the landscaping industry. The same way that people would look at an electrician or at a contractor or, you know, plumber, or like a trade. I want that to be the lawn care and landscaping industry. And I think we can do that if we as an industry just improve and we aren't the quintessential, you know, smoking, shorts, music blaring when we show, roll up to the, the, uh, the house and just kind of get around some of these stereotypes around us as landscapers. And so um, I think personally, the reason like we have to do Augusta and have a thousand plus locations is in doing so it'll put pressure on all the competition to basically listen to what we talk about. And it's, and that's ultimately what I want. And so 
you know, we believe in P for P, pay for performance, profit sharing, open book management. These are the type of things that most people don't listen to me uh, until honestly we're competing with them. And so everyone's like, man, you're kind of like just recently started getting really into content. It's like, no, you just started listening to me because you saw our trucks in our, in your local area. And that's a good thing. I, I'm not resentful of that. It's just, I'm very happy that, um, when we start to compete with someone, they like, okay, I need to understand what pay for performances. I need to under, I need to get my marketing in order. Uh, you know, at command center, 80 hours a week, their phones are being answered. Uh, you know, puts pressure on people to answer their phones instead of just letting it ring off the hook. So uh, I think that's really positive for the industry as a whole. Yeah, yeah, and and I'm I'm glad to hear you saying all that because that's was one of my me and a lot of other folks that are content creators. Like we're we're passionate about you know we're we're always branded and we're looking professional and, and we're trying to like change the. This is just one of many things that you just said, but um, to try and change the overall professionalism image of the industry, right? Because mm-hmm. there's just like that unfortunate you know stigma or stereotype of, you know, the guy with the cigarette hanging out of his mouth and wearing just whatever clothes he's got that aren't in the best condition. And it just doesn't put a good, and, and you can't charge a lot for that, right? Yeah. Like it, it affects so much, like, cause the first, you only get one chance at a first impression, right? Mm-hmm. And, 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 uh, I came from retail management where the customer's perception is your reality. Right. You know, like I, like my employees would, you know, would, would be like, oh, this person's really upset. And, you know, I didn't mean, I didn't, and like, that's great that you didn't mean to upset them, but you did, you know, like whatever you said, they perceived as this. And now I have to deal with this issue, you know? So just like as business owners, it's the same thing. So the first impression, it really matters. And just being professional can just really speak volumes right then and there, you know, pulling into a nice neighborhood with a nice set. It doesn't have to be brand new, right? We we talked on the panel about, you know, uh, used versus new and all the pros and cons and everything, but you're not pulling up in a rust bucket. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a difference between like a used, nice professional looking vehicle and mowers and equipment versus used like it's it's like on its last leg you know yeah. rust falling off in the people's yard like who wants that you know smoke emissions everywhere nobody wants they're embarrassed to have you in their yard let alone when you pull up like that it's squealing and stuff so yeah. i'm all about the professionalism and trying to you know lift that up in the industry so that's that's great to hear you guys say that and you're you know you're really spreading um around uh the country which is you're, you're achieving that goal. So that's mm-hmm. awesome. I did want to just focus on one of the thing, another thing that you said, um, can we talk a little bit about pay for performance? Because I know that, you know, I don't know what your experience is with that from people talking about it, but I know I've heard a lot of mixed controversial, you know, opinions about it. And some, some local, some of my local guys have asked me about it. I'm like, I don't know. I read a book about it. I guess they saw, they were at my house one time and they saw the book and they're like, what do you think about this? Like, I don't know. I'm still kind of figuring out. And they tried it. And, you know, so there's a lot going on there. So can mm-hmm. you d- dive into that for people that don't even know what we're talking about? Yeah. So pay for performance, how we how we kind of dictate that, because obviously performance pay in general, there's commissions. There's so many different ways to, to pay someone based upon their performance. How we do it is they get a percentage of all the labor revenue that they earn for the business. And that's really all it is. Typically, but you know, let's just call it a third of labor revenue they earn every single day. Um, this means that if they work really quickly, they can make more money. And so... Let me address the fact that there's controversy around it because here's what most people, there's several things why people would say it doesn't work or they it didn't work well for them or whatever. Um, number one is if, you know, people are like, well, what about quality? Because people are just going to burn through jobs and just go as fast as they can. They're going to make all sorts of damage cases. I'm going to lose, lose all these customers. Um, you have to have what's called the yellow slip system. Um, that is when there's callbacks and there's damage cases, that money is deducted from their performance pay. And now you can't go into their base pay, but you can take off all their bonus of what they're you know making all this extra money. So there's really no incentive for them to go so fast that they're damaging things. Customers are leaving. There's callbacks because they're not going to make any extra money. Um, another thing is 
some people will be like, well, it's bad for the culture because now everyone's just individualistic looking out for themselves instead of everyone else. But that's when you have to implement the entire system. And that includes profit sharing. That includes open book management. Uh, open book management is where they see all of the numbers. Profit sharing is where they get a piece of the profits for the whole business. And so now it is in their best interest to ensure that the entire crew does well, the entire team does well, that everyone is efficient, that the teams that the people that they're training also are efficient because then they go out and they can make more profit the company and they get a piece of that pie. So in my opinion, I, the people that have always you know, said, oh, it doesn't work, there's, they're always modifying it slightly. And I, when I wrote the book, P4P, and then we have the software, obviously, um, what people unfortunately try to do is they like, oh, well, I like this element of it, but like for projects, I'm going to do it this way. Oh, like for these other jobs, I'm going to do like, I'm just going to charge the customer by the hour. Like they start doing all these hybridizations and that's where I've seen it fall apart time and time again. Um, but like, honestly, for me, myself personally, I cannot imagine running a business without P4P. I don't have to worry about my guys, what they're doing throughout the day. If they're on their phone and I see them, I don't care because it's up to them. If they want to work harder, they'll make more money. If they don't, they'll make less money. Um, I don't track their trucks anymore. I don't have to be you know, rolling up on a project to see how they're doing. I just simply look at the budget hours versus the clocked hours. And I just know if they're efficient, they're going to make more money and that's up to them. And so it puts it back on the employee and it aligns the goals of the employer and the employee together. Because ultimately, if you're paying someone by the hour, the longer the job takes, the more money they make. That's ultimately what it is. You as the owner, it's the exact opposite. The less time the job takes, the more money you make. So you're going in different directions as employer and employee. Whereas with the P for P, both both parties, employee and employer, make more money when the job is done efficiently and profitably, and the customer is happy when there's, when there's no callbacks. So that's ultimately the goal is um, to align everyone's goals in the same direction. Nice. And where did you originally come up with this philosophy? Hey guys, I wanted to read another five-star rating review from Ken the Lawn Guy. They write, Naylor is a true asset to the industry. I look forward to his episode each week. The interviews are helpful and fun to listen to. The IBG episodes are great and Toro Tuesdays are informative. Keep up the great work, Naylor. You're awesome. Well, <clears throat> thank you. And you would have thought I wrote that myself or this was a friend of mine that I asked to write this because it was is so generous. Uh, I, I appreciate it really. In all, on, all honesty, um, I may or may not know Ken the Lawn Guy. Um, I'm much better with faces than I am with names. Usually I can connect the two. I mean, on social media and things like this, there's a lot of names without faces and a lot of conversations that I have, we have, those of us that create a lot of content, you know, it, it's hard to always put the face to the name or the name to the face until we meet each other in person at live events, which is one of the many reasons why live events are so exciting and there's so much... Um, so many of them going on, I should say, uh, and, and they keep coming out. Uh, they keep popping up more and more because that's it's just a great time. Unless you're at a live event, you don't you you won't understand what I mean. It's just an energy there that you can't explain. You have to experience. So I may or may not know Ken the Lawn Guy, but regardless, thank you very much, Ken. I, I did not ask him for this review, so I appreciate you taking the time out of your day or evening to write this review. It was it was very. Uh, um, descriptive and very humbling. And I'm very grateful. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast. Thank you to everyone else that listens to the LCR Media Podcast. I appreciate it. And I'm going to continue bringing as much great content as I can um, so I can help help the community grow and personally and professionally, and we can just keep moving forward together. Thanks, guys. 
Toro's brand new battery-powered Revolution Series products are changing the lawn care industry. With all-day runtime from the innovative Hypercell battery system, you can expect to power through your entire day, every day. Head to revolution.toro.com to see how Toro is transforming the game with the latest equipment innovations. Or click the link tree in the episode description to get you there fast. Where did you originally come up with this philosophy? Well, I was always like just... I hated the fact that I couldn't pay people more. I hated the fact that I, I was losing good people because I couldn't pay more money. And at the time we were paying, you know, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen dollars per hour. And um, you know, I couldn't afford to pay someone twenty, twenty two, twenty four. And I was not making any money and they're asking for raises. And they're good employees, but like I don't have the money. Um that was the first point. The second is like it makes no sense that you're a brand new guy is making sixteen bucks an hour. The guy that's been with me for five years is making maybe twenty two dollars per hour, but and so it's like what five six dollars difference, and yet the guys that is five or six dollars more per hour is making two to three x two three times as much profit for the business as the guy who just got started. And the thing is, what's crazy in a lot of businesses, it's actually vice versa. The guy that's been there for five years getting paid twenty two dollars an hour, yet some young hungry brand new guy comes on board and is crushing it, works his butt off, and he's making fifteen bucks an hour. That's not fair. And so it's ex- extremely demotivating for your top performers when they can only make a few dollars more and they're busting butt all day long. And there's guys in the truck hanging out, taking 10,000 smoke breaks, stopping at every single gas station. So ultimately what P4P does is it only attracts the best performers. Yes, you're going to have some people quit. They're the lowest performers. The people that want to take the snooze, they want to be doing all the breaks, they will leave. But the top performers will enjoy it because they can they can make 25, 30. I can pay that people $30 an hour during our peak season for mowing, for mowing grass. And these are guys that were coming from dollar, you know, fifteen, sixteen, seventy dollar hour jobs uh, in our market, and so um, they're thankful, they're happy, and they're okay with the extra added pressure that knowing that every single day they show up, they have to perform because they're making thirty dollars an hour to mow grass. And so um, I'm very happy that we're able to provide a place like that in terms of work. I feel much better about it. And if, I've never, since the day we switched to PPP, ever had a field employee come up to me and ask for a raise. Not one single time. Because they know what I would say. I would show them the leaderboard of everyone in the company, how much they're making. I say, hey, look at these people. They're making $30, $35 an hour. You should go talk to them. See how they, when they get to the shop, what their preparation process is. They already have seen their notes. They've already watched their jobs, uh, watched the video for their jobs. They pack a lunch. They don't have to stop. They make sure that they have all their water in their vehicles and so not to stop at the gas stations. These are the type of things that you can do and you can improve. You can watch YouTube videos and improve yourself on your skills. There's there's possibility. There's no. They're all making the same amount base pay, but they're they're somehow able, able to earn twice as much as you. So I have yet to have ever have, have to uh, give a, a raise. Uh, and it's not a matter of like me depriving my guys. They are making way more money. We've yeah. been able to add medical benefits and gym reimbursements and paid time off. Before I was literally struggling to make it by, and people were asking me for raises, and I'm like, "Sorry, like I just can't afford it." And so it's 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 made it much more of a meritocracy, which is the harder you work, the more money you can make, and that's what I enjoy. Yeah, so basically they can give themselves a raise. You know, exactly. Like it's not up to you; it's up to them. Hey, if you need more money this week because you know you uh you know you're struggling or you your tires got slashed and you gotta make extra money, hey, we can get a couple more jobs in the schedule. You can be more efficient. Watch a couple of YouTube videos. You know, go talk to Joe. He's been crushing it the past few weeks. You can see on this, the leaderboard he's making thirty five dollars an hour. Go watch him for a couple of days. Yeah, right. See so. what he's doing. Yeah, wow. Um, where where and how do you how do you like advertise this or attract? Because I can see, and you kind of said this how this this is 
detracting the wrong people that you don't want anyway, the one that are just the, 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 the typical hourly people that want to just, you know, snooze around and be on their phones and, and still get paid, you know, for doing nothing. That's going to get rid of them. But how are you attracting the right people or, or, or you know, with this plan? Is there a method for that or is it just like word of mouth when they yeah, like start for working? For a hard, hard worker in an interview, when you tell them, hey, you're going to make a base pay per hour, but you make 33% of all the revenue that you make, which means if you crush it, you can make 30 $35 an hour. And here's the proof because most employees don't believe you, right? right? So here's the proof. Here's Bob. Here's Joe. Here's Bill. Here's their last pay period. They just made 30 32 $26 per hour. They're crushing it. Now, here's our lowest performers. They all hit base pay. Here are $18, $19 an hour. It just simply depends on how fast you want to work and how efficiently you want. Oh, by the way, Joe, he's only been here two weeks and he's still crushing it, but he works hard. He knows how to hustle. He has, has some experience and he can do, get the jobs done. So uh, I think a high performer is attracted to that. And furthermore, they like the fact that the they can come kind of tattle on their crew because when they're working together, they're affecting each other's paycheck because they're making earning labor revenue that's evenly distributed between the two of them. And so if, they're, if their partner is now like, taking it easy, chilling out on their phone all day long, you're going to hear about it as the boss way sooner. And furthermore, they are looking to you as the boss to get rid of those people. And for a high performer, the most demotivating thing you can do for them is to put them with a bunch of C performers all day long. People that are just dragging their feet and, and lazy. That's, they, they would rather make less money but work with a highly motivated team. And so that's what it, it, it attracts and it demotivates and, and, re, and kind of repels people that would do otherwise. Right. Yeah. Because people are willing to stay at a job that they enjoy for less money than stay at a job that they hate for more money. Right. Like yeah. It's, it's, n- money's number two. Like enjoying who they work with in the workplace is actually number one. They want to be able to appreciate and enjoy coming to work, you know, like so tr- that seems like that fits right in with that. So where is this like in a, just an Augusta Lawn thing or is, is there a, a resource or a way that people can find out more details about incorporating yep. this into their business? Yep. There's a free, free course, mikeannies.com slash P for P. Um, just P the letter for the number P for P for P. Um, and we'll put that link in the episode description for yeah, you Yeah, we call it P for P University. It's completely free. You can learn all about it. And then we have the software if you would like to use it. But like, honestly, if you watched all the, tr- the videos and you were small, you could probably get with using Excel. Um, w- the software is, is a way of just making it a little more integrated. So the guys get a daily report of what their performance was yesterday. They get notifications of how they can improve their performance, who they might want to look to, to work, to work with or learn from and, and get some extra skills. Uh, it tells them when they're improving, they can see over the course of time, how much money they're making. So it's really motivating for them to see, Oh man, over the past three months, like I made went from 18 to 19 now at 21. Like that's super motivating to them too. So that's kind of what we, why we made the software. Nice. One final question before we get to the fun stuff. What, um, what are the rapid fire fun stuff? How did you, where did all this knowledge come from, Mike? I know you didn't do this beforehand. Like I know you were, you've always been an intelligent guy. Where, where, where did this come from? How'd you become so knowledgeable in lawn care in such a, a short amount of time for some people? Honestly, it's not really just lawn care. Like I don't really know much about lawn care and landscaping, like the the technical side or like the equipment side of things. I think most principles in business are pretty universal for most small businesses. Uh, it's it's imperative to understand the size of business and how like the the advice being given based upon the size of business. So um, I think you know I've just seen it now. Like with Augusta, we have 125 locations, so I get to see what works and what doesn't. It's not like a, like some people are like man, you like really have a lot of conviction. Like you basically are preaching. It's like look, it's because I I know what's working. Like I've seen it now 125 times. I know it works. I know it doesn't. And and it's not. 
I, I don't claim to know everything, but it's just a matter of like, I see the, the results and the, the patterns of what is working and what doesn't. I know what happens when someone doesn't do P for P. Like, yeah, it's going to be better for you and easier because you're not having to do calculations and a lot of math. But once you hit five, six employees, you're also going to be coming to me saying, I can't hold my guys down. My best employees are leaving. Uh, these new guys are so lazy. They've taken five hours on jobs that should take two hours. And so, like, yeah, I, like, I told you you should implement P for P from day one. And so, um, you know, it's just seeing it over and over and over again. Obviously, like I got my MBA, in, my master's in business and stuff too. But like, I just think that <laughs> you like, just casually say that. Like, obviously, I have my master's in business too. But you know, well, like it helps that a little helps. bit, right? Especially yeah. on the larger side of things. Like, like right. the MBA helped definitely, like for me to understand businesses that are beyond say ten, twenty million dollars, because that's really what you focus on in your MBA. Um, but for a small business, it's been repetition, right? Just seeing it over and over. Like, what works, what doesn't. Like, why do businesses fail? Like, well, I've had to close now five or six locations of Augusta. Every single one has to do with like divorces and health issues. Okay, like that's probably something I should be really focused on delivering to the industry and helping people understand. Like, you got to get your spouse on the same page. You have to be healthy because like that's what's causing them to close. Right. And I see the ones that are winning and succeeding and and doing really well and scaling up. It's like okay, they have multiple locations. Why? Like they have P for P. They have profit sharing. They have open book management. Um, and these are the type of things I believe in. So nice. Well, thank you very much for we have all an interview that. Interview deck. Let's go. Yeah, we have a. We, it's called Pod Deck. So oh, it's like cool, a dude. whole bunch of random questions Let's that have go. nothing to do with lawn care. Like, okay. like if you could jump into a pool full of something, what would it be? Oh, dude, let's go. <laughs> what happened on your worst date? You know, all kinds of <laughs> is a hot dog a sandwich and why? Like all kinds oh, of dude, interesting this is things. Tech, man. Yeah, let's man. Go. So I have to pick one of these. Yeah, you pick one. You read it and answer. Okay, it. let's do this. All right. What would be the worst ingredients to fill a burrito with? Oh, dude. Okay, so burritos, we're going with like, it's going to be like salty. It's going to be like typically salty, savory. So opposite of that, dude, I don't know. Like I love vegetables, so I can't really go against those. I would almost like for me personally, yeah. get anything with lots of sugar in it. So if you like a, like a ham, sweet burrito, yeah, like, like you know, strawberries, like fried cream. ice cream or something oh, like that, yeah. you know, it lo- it would taste good, but like, yeah, it's probably the worst thing. I w- I would enjoy it. Yeah. So you want to try another? Yeah, let's one? do another one. This is great. Let's go. <laughs> Pod deck. If you got stuck in an elevator and were forced to listen to only one song, what song would you pick? All right. So fun fact: I'm the worst at music. I don't listen to any music hardly what at all. Um, and I literally can't think of a song off the top of my head. Like I listen to basically only Christian music. Um, so there's not some annoying radio song or you don't even listen to the radio or, or you well, this, this is the one song I would want to pick to listen to. I want to. to pick. Yeah. Gotcha. I don't know, man. I, I sing weird songs like it's stuck in my head and I literally have like probably three songs in my head. Like I just sing all the time and I don't even know what they are on the top of my head. Cause like they're <laughs> so like ingrained. So I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not good at that, man. I'm not oh, good. Man. Whatever song I probably heard last is what I'm going to be singing there in the elevator. Let's, next, let, let, let's pick one. another one. Oh, yeah, yeah dude. Come on. <laughs> this is a great game. Let's do it. Have you ever worn clothing with the labels and tags still attached? I probably do every day and just don't realize it. <laughs> I'm not very good with my wardrobe, although I wear yellow basically all the time. It keep it pretty simple. Yellow shirts all the time. Right. Yeah. Really easy to pack for events like this, you yeah, know? Yeah, and less to think about, like the whole Steve Ex- Jobs <laughs> method. Just black shirt and jeans exactly. every day. Hey, you can man, focus on other stuff. A little yellow in there, bro. There you go. Awesome. <laughs> Well, thanks, Mike. I appreciate you being on the show. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for everything that you uh, did at this event. Thank you again to Jamie with Kohler for having us here. And uh, until the next time, this is the Lawn Care Rookie signing off. This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production.